Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got another wonderful show in store for you today. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of a different show today, uh, much more grounded. You know, we've had shows lately on, um, on Tantra, on on energy healing on on uh, uh strength and all kinds of stuff but today we're talking about a very important topic money everyone loves to talk about money well actually we usually don't like to talk about money which is why it's an important topic and why we're going to get to it today we've got a couple of great guests on um that i'm looking forward to bringing on in just a moment and now of course it's time for our quote of the day, not quotes of the day anymore. Yes, I've. Uh, for those of you who missed last week, I've started to move away from doing my Abraham and and universe quotes, and and I'm just going to read you a quote from my book, Everyday Awakening, which is available all over the place and at everydayawakeningbook.com. All right, so today it's uh, section two from the book, which is, we are not broken. And we do not need to be fixed. Sometimes we get a nagging feeling, an itch to change something about ourselves. As if we need to be fixed. There is that seminar to go to, another course to take, another book to read. And in trying to scratch that itch, we fall into the trap of the never-ending cycle of self-improvement. We think, I'm broken and I need to be fixed. There's something wrong with me. Please fix me. I am in pain, so it must be my fault. I did something wrong. I always mess up. I'm just defective. We may not say it. We may not even think it. Yet we act that way. Because we feel we are not good enough in some way. We go looking for a guru or a teacher to make us feel better. The trap is that we are, are looking for a solution outside of ourselves. We think that there must be someone out there who can change us. Just one more workshop and I'll be okay. Just one more boot camp and I'll be at peace. The fallacy is the idea that we are broken and need to be fixed. For we are not broken. We don't need to be fixed. We are absolutely perfect the way we are. We are whole, complete, and pain is normal. The real issue is the story we tell ourselves about it. The story about why we feel the way we do. 
the story about why that thing is happening to us, the story that tells us there is something wrong with us. What if there's not something wrong with us? What if that story is false? What if everything that happened to us is here to serve us? What if everything is perfect and we are perfect too, just learning our lessons and growing every day? What if the real issue is the story we made up about the issue? What if you don't need to go to another seminar, another boot camp to feel better? What if the only thing that prevents you from feeling better about yourself is you? If the stories don't serve you, there's no purpose in hanging on to them. When we drop the stories, everything changes. When we let go of the stories, we can start fresh. We can start anew. And we can feel better about ourselves in an instant. We may not be able to drop the story right away, but, it is, but there is a way for you to reinterpret the age-old story that has been haunting you to something a little kinder, a little gentler on yourself. So, um, th this is the second essay in the book, and it's one that, that I'm actually very uh, passionate about because in, in, in the work that I've been doing and over my years, and, and look, I'm, I write about this because I'm as guilty of this as anybody else. There, there was that time where I kept going to seminars. I had to take t study under one more teacher. I had to do like one more thing just to to feel like, oh, okay, I just need this this, this one more thing, and then I'll be okay. This one other thing, and I'll feel good about myself. This one other thing, and then everything will be fine. And actually, no, the feeling fine is comes from within. Nobody in the external world is going to help us to feel better about ourselves. Now, people can be our guides. People can show us examples. People can tell us stories that we can relate to that can maybe help us along our path. But they can't walk the path for us. Nobody can. It is our unique path to walk. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with it. And that is really, I think, the the challenge that we all have, that just because something doesn't go the way we want, just because we're in pain, just because we've suffered loss or grief or trauma, does not mean that there's something wrong with us or with life. It, it's all a part of life. And we may not see it and we may not feel it because we don't have the perspective when we're in it in the moment. But one day we will have the perspective and one day we will see how sometimes our greatest struggles were our greatest opportunities to grow, to learn, to learn about ourselves, to develop our confidence, to, to understand how strong we are, that if we could get through that, we could get through anything. And indeed, that we were here not to be suffering all the time, not to be in pain all the time, that we were here to love and laugh and play and enjoy life and to live more fully. 
and it and I guess this essay kind of grew out of a bit of my frustration with the personal development industry because so much of it, not all of it, there are some amazing, wonderful teachers, many of them have had on my show, um, but there are amazing teachers out there, but there are a lot that their whole purpose is to get you to keep coming back. It's to enroll you into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And they don't empower you to enroll yourself into your next big thing. They don't empower you to, to rely on yourself and not on them. Now, look, uh, this is not to say that there are not great strategies out there, that there are not things to learn, that there are not wonderful techniques that can be really useful. Absolutely, there are. Look, I work with people, all right? I, 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 I facilitate people in, in many different ways. I'm not saying you shouldn't work with a mentor or a facilitator. But work with one who you can feel and you know from the beginning that their main interest is getting you to a place where you don't even feel you need them anymore. That your desire to work with someone is out of joy, not out of pain or guilt or shame or trauma. And that's what I try and do with my clients. And many of them have, have said they really appreciate that aspect of it. All right. So, uh, a wonderful quote from Everyday Awakening, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all over the place. And actually, um, if you go to your independent bookstore, I'm a big believer in like supporting the independent bookstores. You can ask them to order it, and they can order it because we are listed on Ingram, and Ingram sells to as a distributor, goes to all the big bookstores, so uh, on small bookstores. So go to your independent bookstore if you haven't gotten a copy yet and say, hey, there's this book, Everyday Awakening, the author Sam Leibowitz. Could you order it for me? They'll appreciate the business, and, and I would appreciate it. And, it. and really, these small bookstores, they really they do a lot, a lot for our community and our neighborhoods. Okay, enough about that. I want to introduce to you my guests, plural, for the day. Um, and it is my pleasure to welcome to the show Master Prosperity Coach and author Joel Solomon. Joel is a finance and mindful money expert and Master Prosperity Coach who helps others overcome obstacles standing in the way of their financial freedom. He's an award-winning speaker, workshop facilitator, and has been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, Newsday, U.S. News & World Report, and interviewed on Forbes and on Bloomberg Radio. As a manager of a $700 million portfolio, the creator of his own successful hedge fund and the author of two best-selling books, The Nine Money Rules Millionaires Use and Mindful Money Management, Joel is an expert in the field of finance and the mindset of money. Becoming a certified infinite possibilities trainer from our dear friend Mike Dooley, we love Mike Dooley here, and Trailblazer in 2017, he ignited a dream and it ignited a dream in Joel's heart to help over 100,000 people become financially free so they too could live a life of their dreams. See a person like myself dedicated to service. As well, I would also like to welcome Molly Singh, who is a university professor, 
author and IT program manager. She earned her MBA in global business. She is also a certified infinite possibilities trainer and a Gottman seven principles leader. I'm going to have to ask her about that. I have no idea what that is. She enjoys mentoring individuals, couples, and business professionals, achieving their personal and professional goals by helping them live with intention, designing, and living their best lives with love. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Joel and Molly. Thanks so much, Sam. Great to be here. We really appreciate you having us on. Yes, thank you, Sam. Ah, you're most welcome. You're most welcome. Well, I'm glad uh, that that um, today brings you to our show because I, I really feel that sometimes this the conversation around money is one that we don't have like it's something that should be taught in school when we're in like fifth grade or something or sixth grade and and we never are and and it's something that sometimes i think there's a lot of shame around just having that conversation or it's like oh no we don't talk about money you don't talk about money with your friends that that's personal stuff you don't want to do that do you find that joel absolutely and i think it comes from how we grew up right? At least how I grew up. And I'm sure how many of your listeners grew up, you know, it's uh, your parents don't talk about it. They don't talk about it with you growing up. It's not a conversation. It's almost like the same as a sex conversation. You just don't have it. You're given, I was given a book on sex. I wasn't even given a book on money. You know, I was given the book <laughs> on sex, but no book on money. You know, there's, there was no book I was taught. So there's no conversation that's being had. And yeah. so that's the problem. I think. And, and you're right. Yeah, I, I've actually uh, started teaching some youngsters. I, I taught in Stanford, Connecticut, a group in high school. And, you know, these concepts that Molly and I are teaching in this book. So I think it's really, really important to get to the younger generation because it's true. You know, parents aren't teaching their kids or if they are, the kids are learning subconsciously through osmosis, you know. Right. We can't yeah, afford I, I, that. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, we go down a different aisle in the Toys R Us or we used to, uh, you know, yeah. so that they avoid the toys that they can't afford. You know, that that whole process is not helpful. Yeah. I mean, my, my whole recollection of the money conversation when I was a kid is my mom always yelling at my dad that she didn't have enough money for the household. You know, that, that, that's all. So it was always a very scarcity mentality. And, and the funny thing is... God, I mean, my mom was just a school teacher, but man, she was good with money. She accumulated a lot of money over her lifetime. You wouldn't think of it to look. I mean, you know, she was always clipping the coupons, always being very, very frugal. But by the time she passed away, she had actually amassed quite a decent uh, estate. Not, not huge, not, you know, gigantic, but much bigger than you would have ever thought just looking at how she lived her life. Um. Okay. Um, and Molly, just, just really, real quick, because we've got to go to break second. Um, and the money conversation actually transcends cultural things, doesn't it? I mean, coming from different cultural backgrounds, those challenges tend to be pretty similar, don't they? So I think that money, I think that money does, trans, money is just an issue, I think, for everybody. If everyone considers it taboo to talk about. Um, you either, the messages are very mixed. It's that you either pretend like you have a lot or in at home, you say you don't have anything. So the mixed messages are what's the biggest thing that you're going to find. But between couples, it's one of the biggest arguments that people have. And it's one of the biggest reasons people get divorced, which is mm. why we're, we've come together 
talking about love and money. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so we're going to go to our first break. When we come back, I just want to ask you guys about how the two of you met. How did you come together to work on this project? And then why, you know, why did you so focus on on money in terms of your careers and and education? And, and, you know, why why this topic? Like, what about it resonated with the two of you that, that you decided to really dedicate your time, your energy, and your effort into talking about this conversation, okay? All right. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc, all over Facebook, on our Facebook Live video. And afterwards, if you miss the live show, we're we're recorded on all the podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, and just a whole bunch of others as well. We will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. And 
And welcome back, everyone, to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Joel Solomon and Molly Singh about their upcoming book, uh, Infinite Love and Money. And we're talking all about the topic of money. So, um, Joel, you've been working, quote unquote, working with money for a long time. I got to ask you, when you were a little kid, were you like one of those kids who like dominated the game of Monopoly when you played with your friends? I did do pretty well in Monopoly, yes. And uh, my kids also do quite well in Monopoly as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, um, Molly, you're a university professor. You've got an MBA. What um, made you decide that you wanted to help people around this topic of money? Was there some personal experience or was it just a need that you saw? So I come together with Joel from the perspective of being a a seven principles leader um, through the Gottman course, which uh, Dr. John Gottman wrote the seven principles that make a marriage work. And for me, I do a lot of work with couples around um, creating a conscious coupling to being present with each other, to uh, diving deeper into their, who they are as people and then who they can become as a couple because of it. I wrote a book, um, Infinitely Loving. It's a workbook for couples to dive deeper into And um, so Joel and I came together with that in mind because we bring those two unique perspectives together. Now, I do have a background in- So, so just one quick question. Just, just to clarify for my audience, I don't want any confusion. You and Joel are not married. No. No, you're not- you're not- partners that way so yeah. <laughs> i just just want to be clear for my audience because you know it's easy because i've had many couples on my show over the years so i just want to be clear about that <laughs> no we're writing partners and friends okay got so it this Perfect. is how we came together um we found out we were both writing a book around the same time um uh. And so he found out what book I was writing and I found out what book he was writing. He actually had the greatest idea to join forces and uh, come together and say, hey, you know, money is a big reason people, couples don't work out. And so to that end, we've worked together. And Wonderful. Wonderful. So how did the two of you initially meet? So we actually met through Mike Dooley. Ah. So we we're, we were both. Uh, in fact, we didn't. We were both certified in 2017 in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we'd actually meet each other. But the next year in 2018, we were both speakers at Mike Drew, Mike Dooley's Infinite Possibilities Train the Trainer, and that's when we really got to know each other. And and a couple months later, I was jogging. I, I jog every day, and I was jogging around my house, and I had this aha moment that. Molly and I should work together. She has a mate, you know, she's a master couples coach. And I knew I had actually had a conversation with one of my clients, which, which was the impetus for this. And he had, and I'd been working with him and we had been taught, I was working with his mindset around money. And we started getting, getting into some negative cash flow issues that he had. Mm. And, and I said to him, you know, we should probably have, he was, he's married and we should probably have a conversation with you and your wife. He's like, no, I'm the money guy. She, <laughs> she doesn't need to know anything. She, she doesn't know anything. And I thought to myself, this can't be a good way to manage yeah. your, your communication or your money. And then while I was jogging the next day, I was like, Molly and I need to get together. Mm. This couple is not unlike 
the world. The world ha- has a lack of communication about money. Molly's the expert here. We need to gather, get together. And I first thought, you know, workshop or seminar. And then it's like, wait, let's write a book together. That can really mm. be of service to others. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love the idea. I love collaborations like that. I'm in a couple of collaborations at the moment myself, working with a couple of people to develop some classes. Um, So Molly, what did you think when Joel first kind of came to you and said, hey, you're writing a book, I'm writing a book, why don't we do something together? Was your initial reaction, yeah, great idea? Was your initial reaction, I don't know, let me think about that? Actually, it took me no time at all to think about it. It was so perfect. The idea was perfect. We're, we're both, um, we both believe in law of attraction. We're both versed in trainers and trailblazers through infinite possibilities. So combining that work with our individual works just was a natural fit. Mm, wonderful. Wonderful. And so just, just out of curiosity, you both were working on, on two books sort of independently first before this happened. So what book were you working on, Molly? And what book were you working on, Jill, before you decided to join forces? So I was working on my book, Infinitely Loving. It's a couple's workbook. Um, okay. And it's a workbook that will bring, that, that asks the deeper questions of connection. Um, mm. What do you think of life? use a word to describe it. Why do you think this way? Where did you come to that definition from? What in your history brought you to describing life in this manner? And do you want it to change? And if so, how do you want it to change? Yeah. And how about you? My whole book kind of follows that pattern of talking about who you are as a person, because as you said in the very beginning, we're not broken. We just right. need to understand each other at our core levels. And right. once we do that, we can grow together. And so that was the idea of the book. And then also, you know, conflicts aren't an issue. It's just had the repair, how you repair right. from those conflicts are, are key. But combining it with Joel's work, because money is either, depending on what study you look at, number one or number two for the reasons. Yes. Yeah. And so, Joel, what were you working on at the time that so I was working on the nine money rules millionaires use only uh, the unconventional ones. And this was, this is a book about, it's, it's mostly a spiritual book about money, the spiritual laws around money. You know, mm. rule number one is when you believe rule number two is trust your intuition. Mm. Rule number three is can happiness make you money? Mm. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And so I go through a lot of spiritual rules. And so what we did was that book really wasn't targeted to couples per se. So the whole purpose was to combine forces so that we really target, you know, the, the issue that couples have around communicating around money. Great. I love that. I love that. What, what do you think is the number one misconception that people have around money? Great question. Um, I can tell the gears are turning there. (laughs) So I I think for me, the number one misconception is that um, scarcity. There's there's a lack of money. Um, You know, there's never enough. And that's what I was taught growing up. I think that's what, you know, the 99% of us were taught. And it's not true. I mean, there's... $400 trillion of net worth on this earth. 
And that was $1 trillion 100 years ago. So right, it, exactly. we're creating wealth and abundance every day through awesome ideas. And yeah. it's unlimited. It's really, truly unlimited. So yeah, I, think I, I agree with you on- 100%. Uh, I always say it, there's no lack of resources. There's only a lack of imagination. And and I used as the example, and, and I forget where I got the idea for this example from, but, you know, we, we talk about lack of resources here sometimes. But if we look above our heads, there's this huge complex of asteroids and, and you know, rotating around the sun that if we just figured out how to get there, just one one asteroid in the asteroid belt that we could mine, we could get more nickel, cadmium, silver, gold than has ever been mined in all of uh, the history of the world. So there's plenty of resources out there. We just got to figure out and use our imagination and our ingenuity for how to access it. So for couples, what I find is the biggest problem they have with money is that they think it's a binary choice. It's Mm. either we spend for him or we spend for me, or we do what she wants or we do what I want. Uh. And, And again, coming back to both of your points, it's not that. We can do both. We can find a way to do both. Right, right, right. It's not either or, it's and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, totally, absolutely. Okay, great. So um, when we come back, I want to ask you about the difference between how men and women view money. Do they view it the same or do they view it differently? Okay, Molly? So think about that. We're going to take a quick break. Everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc. We're talking today with Joel Solomon and Molly Singh co-authors of the upcoming book, Infinite Love and Money, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. 
It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, very pleased that everyone is with us, joining us today in our conversation all around money. Um, topic we talk about once in a while on the show. I've had on some money people. Uh, definitely worth going back in the archives, taking a look at my interview with Natalie Pace. We had her on, uh, when was the last time we had her on? A couple of times, but she's really good um, uh, person to as well talk about this whole conversation around money. So Molly, I'm sure you're familiar with the book Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, right? Absolutely. All right. So given that, given that book, do men and women think differently about money or do, are we kind, do we kind of look at it the same way? You, you know, I, I feel like, um, a lot of this has more to do with your upbringing and how you you see it, your money. So, for example, um, do do we have a scarcity mentality because that's how we grew up, or do we do we spend a lot of money, or do we do we have an abundant outlook because that's how we grew up? There are some people if you look at. Um, you can look at two kids from the same household and one person's going to scrimp and save and, and do everything else. And the other person's going to say, no, 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 I'm going to spend everything. And mm -hmm. why do they grow up? It's the perceptions that they individually had at, in their, in, in how they were raised by the same parents in the same house. So I think sometimes it just depends on your personal outlook. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's a very individual thing you're saying. I, I, um, I Yes. So, because I was just just curious, Joel, do you find you know you mentioned before about that couple where the guy said he takes care of all the money, the woman doesn't know anything about money. Do you find that that's very common, or does the roles flip uh, both ways? I think it flips both ways. I, I've had I've had clients, uh, I, you know, guys who don't know anything about money and mm. and you know don't don't want to know, you know, and. And one of the things we talk about in the book, we created these seven money personality types. That's the unconscious ones. So in the first example I gave you with the guy who said, oh, I'm the money guy. So my wife doesn't want to know. She's the unconscious one. Right. Mm. And he was the investor type. So we right. have seven money personality types we created. And, you know, that can create conflict. Right? Right. So you're two completely different money personality types and you have you want to go in a certain direction. And your partner wants to go in a different direction. And so Molly gets into this a lot in the book, talking about, you know, conflict resolution, you know, and, and how, you know, it, it's good to have differences. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and I am, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, th- I feel sometimes a little bit more sensitive to the ideas of cultural sensitivity around also money issues because my wife is from China. And, and in China, it's kind of differently. I mean, she tells me it, it's very common in China where the man is going out and he's working hard and supporting the family. But then he comes home, he gives everything to the wife and the wife manages the budget for the household. And the wife is the one who takes care of all the, the, the paying the bills and doing everything. But also like, and again, this is, you know, she, she immigrated from China like over 20 years ago, but she was an adult when she came over. But at the time, she also, uh, uh, again, very, very frugal. Um, many Chinese households, they don't spend a lot of money on the, the quote-unquote, what frivol- what they considered frivolous things that we consider like just standard lifestyle expenses, but they save like 50% of what they make in a year, which for Americans is like, what? Like, what, what What's the average savings rate for Americans? Is it like 2 or 3% a year? Probably zero. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it just blows my mind, you know, that, that there are these different societal norms, yet, yet how we feel about it can be very similar. I think it comes down to the feeling of safety. So uh-huh. when, when women want to feel safe, if, if I have to break it down by gender, I would say that women want that feeling of safety. And mm. so women tend to be at least from what my experience is in dealing with couples, they tend to be aware of what's happening Mm. when, when I'm talking to couples. Um, And we have a parable that, that follows through the, through our book um, that precedes many of the chapters. It talks about a husband and wife who are actually going through mediation process of they're they're in divorce. They're they're Uh. processing that. And that parable actually follows the couple who the woman was the conscious person who knew everything about, you know, what uh, the practicalities of what your, your interest rates are, or what, you know, how to save or Mm -hmm. where not to spend or your credit rating, et cetera. And the man was unconscious. Now I will tell you that this is a true story. This was my story from me and my ex-husband and Uh. we ended up divorcing because of it. Which mm. again leads to why this was so yeah. important book to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joel, why is the word budget such a dirty word for so many people? Yeah, I think it, it's a, it's the same reason why money is a taboo topic, right? It's just <laughs> it's the same reason people don't want to talk about. But it, it a lot of people are the unconscious money type. Mm. which means they have their head in the sand and they don't want to know. So when you, when you propose budgeting to them, which is actually rule number seven in the nine money rules, ah, it's okay. it. And, and by the way, more than 80% of millionaires budget, more than 80% wow. of millionaires budget. So yeah. Yeah. if you want to be like a millionaire budget, but yeah, the reason is most people are, you know, they don't want to know. And, and look, just what we talked about, the savings rate, at least here in the United States, is not great. And so you don't you don't really want to know the bad news. Mm. So you'd rather have your head in the sand. Gotcha. And gotcha. so that's why, you know, actually going through and seeing where the money's going and then having to be a little bit more, you know, you can you can decide, right? You can have more of a you know lack mentality, or you could think about the upside, you know, there's a huge amount of abundance and prosperity in the world 
And right. I got to create more of that in my life rather than cutting back, cutting back, cutting back. Well, if Maybe, I may, sure. the, uh, budget also carries a constricting connotation where mm. I have to constrict and then it feels, um, you know, like you're lacking something and it doesn't feel abundant in any way. Mm. But I, I think that that comes down to your emotions around that word. And we talk about this in our book as well. What are your emotions around these words? Right, right. And how, how can we work with the emotions, not fix the emotions? Because again, as you mentioned before, we're not broken, not fix right. them, but understand them and move forward together with them. Right, right. Yeah, because that could be a trigger word for some people. It could mm-hmm. be. Right? And, and you, you get really angry or fearful when you hear that word. Right. So knowing right. what the emotion is attached to, and we actually go through this in the book. We have all these lists of money words. That and you know how wow. how do you feel when you hear this word? So that's really important to go through as well in the book, as well as the money personality types. Figuring out which one you are. By the way, we have a survey in the book, which you know will be out in a couple of months. But if anyone wants a survey, we'll we'll give you access to that. We'll tell you how to get that as well. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! And how many money personality types are there? Seven. Seven. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So here's the acronym to remember them: Sugar mm-hmm. Pie. Sugar, Sugar pie. So S stands for the splurgers. U stands for the unconscious ones we've already talked about. G for the greedy ones. A for accumulators. And then pie. P for protectionists. They just want to protect their money. They don't want to put their money into any account. They just support mm-hmm. it. I is the investors. And E is the egotists. Mm-hmm. Now you got all seven. Now you just got to determine if, which one you are. And, and by the way, we found out that you're usually not just one, ah. more than one. And the other thing, this is not Myers-Briggs, at least in our perspective. We believe that your money personality type changes over time oh. and in different circumstances. So you're not oh. just an investor, right. but you may be an investor in a particular circumstances, in one particular circumstance, but then not in another. Mm. And so knowing how you, in what circumstance you act in a certain way, and then it could be who you're with. It could be over time when you're younger, you might act like, you know, a splurger. And then when you get older, you might act like, you know, the accumulator right. saver. Right, right. And people, Molly, like people can be, have a very successful career or, or they've built a successful business and they could still be unconscious about their money, right? It, it's not, it's not like your level of success doesn't determine your level of consciousness around money, does it? No, no, not at all. Um, Joel, Joel can answer this uh, more directly, but I, in terms of couples, I can tell you that no, that has very little to do with it. Again, a lot of this comes back to your history with money or your how you've been brought up and how you feel about um, looking at your finances or looking at your budget. You can be hugely successful and still unaware. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, there's plenty of examples I found that in fact, one client I had, you know, he, the net earnings. So after taxes was mm-hmm. seven figures over a million dollars and mm-hmm. not weren't saving anything. Wow. So, so wow. like a mat, and that just comes from this, this perspective of lack and, and splurging and having the mindset of lack and poverty. And so there's mm-hmm. no savings going on there. And right. it, it's all about how you were brought up. You know, mm. it's never enough. 
So it doesn't matter if you're generating more and yeah. more earnings it, and revenues. You know, it it reminds me of that statistic that like, what is it, like 95% of lotto winners in five years are back to where they were before they won or worse off. Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually so many- a quote from my, my last book, actually. And I have a whole section on the reason why that's true. And the reason why it's true is back to mindset. Yeah. They didn't, have the mil- they didn't, they didn't become a millionaire. They became a millionaire, but they didn't become a millionaire mindset person. Right, right. And so, so mindset real, is real, so critical. I want to ask you a question just really quickly before we go to break. So many people are so uneducated around how money, how they feel about money, their consciousness around money. How come there aren't more people like going out there trying to get educated about it? It's like, you know, it's one thing to to like say okay i'm i I just don't know much about it but then it's another thing to say i don't know much about it and like i don't want to learn about it well i think it's because it goes back to that being a taboo subject where Uh, we have so much fear around money or it or talking about money or being superstitious that oh i have this now i don't want to spend it um i i know a couple who Um, made seven figures and they are now have stopped investing. (laughs) And we had to have that conversation to say, okay, you have, you know, you have a few million dollars now. Don't you want to grow that a little bit more? You need to start investing. And they've suddenly now that they've got a a few million, they're like, okay, we're protecting everything. And they've stopped investing. Ah, gotcha. It's, it's again, that taboo subject. It's the fear. It's, it's not thinking abundantly. It's like, well, let's multiply this. Let's grow this. Yeah. I think it's definitely what Molly said, the emotions attached to the subject. And that's why it's just, there's not the education that's being done out there. And that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why you you guys are definitely needed. And I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. Okay. uh, Time for our last break of the show. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about your upcoming book, Infinite Love and Money. I want to know where you got that title from. And um, and I'm wondering if just you have some advice for people listening, like where do they get started? Like maybe they're okay, they're, they're, they're not struggling, but like what do they do to start educating themselves about it? And I do see loyal listener Patty on the Facebook Live waving hi. Hi, Patty. And uh, this is your last chance. Anybody listening on the Facebook Live, let us know if you have any questions before the end of the show. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening humanity are my guests these hour this hour has been joel solomon and molly singh and we will be right back to wrap this up after this you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift educate empower Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. 
Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, Molly, where did the title for the book, your, your upcoming book, Infinite Love and Money, where'd you get the title from? So um, I got the title for my own book, Infinitely Loving, and uh, we were combining it with Joel's money rules. So infinite, we want to share infinite love and money and uh, how to have that with people. Ah, I see. I see. And and uh, would you say the two are interrelated? Of course. <laughs> they are. They are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Joel, I mean, given, you know, we're in challenging economic times right now, right? I mean, more people unemployed than, than there's been unemployment since like the Great Depression. Uh, very challenging stuff, yet at the same time, the stock market's going through the roof. W what kind of advice, what kind of like practical tips would you give somebody who is listening to the show and they say, you know what, I really don't know much about my money mindset. I don't know much about, um, uh, you know, where to even start educating myself. W what, what would you recommend to those people? How would you get them started? I think the first, as you started out the show, right, it's everything's internal. It's not external. So you got to get to know yourself, right? Know your emotions around money. Know how these words treat you. You know, I have a financial freedom survey on my website, and it's all about, you know, what are your subconscious beliefs around money? Hmm. You know, what, what are your beliefs around? And if you hear a certain statement like, uh, I am a money magnet. Well, lucrative opportunities always come my way, or I am financially free. Do, do you start cringing? You know, if, you know, how do you feel around these different statements? Do you believe that you can be rich and spiritual? Mm. A lot of people I've met. No, that's not possible. Yeah. yeah. Why not? So there's a, so you need to be self-aware. You need to want to learn more about yourself and how you were brought up and how these con subconscious beliefs are impacting you today and then we can move forward but the first step is really understanding yourself and yeah. as a couple understanding yourselves together and how you're interacting how you have have you had arguments around money in the past and why and what are your triggers and how to move forward from there 
Right. So, so Molly, what is the, some of the key things that, that couples can do to keep money from becoming the thing that divides them? So I think one of the biggest things to do is to actually sit down and talk to each other. And one of the things that I always suggest is to first start with, I feel. I, I We have a couple of uh, techniques in the book that, and one of them is called, I feel a solution. So I feel and own your feelings around whatever it is. I feel fearful about our budget. I feel fearful about the word budget. It it frightens me when we have to look at our finances and then offer a solution within that. Let, let your partner tell you in their own words first how, that they understand how you feel. I hear you feel insecure. Yes. Okay. How do we do it? What is our solution around that? And then create a solution around it. Mm. So really coming together and get, give and take with the language with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things we have in the book is a game. We call it the budget game. Oh. So it, making, making things fun, like playing the game of Monopoly, you know, making things fun and expecting good things to happen as opposed to worry, which I say worry is just negative future planning. Right? <laughs> You're thinking about what you don't want to happen, right? So why not thinking about what you do? So having, you know, thinking about money in terms of fun and expectation rather than worry and fear and scarcity and, and all those kinds of negative feelings. So like, how do you shift it? Play a game. Mm, mm, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And sometimes... You know, we can get ourselves out of a difficult financial situation by also being a little creative, right? Like one of the things I I saw people doing um, who were educating themselves about money is they got themselves to that point of financial freedom, not by necessarily making a ton of money, but by simplifying their lifestyle and by by deciding like what's really important to them, what's essential that then they were able to sort of cut back and not have as big a overhead, not have as many expenses. They got rid of their car. They, they, they downsized to smaller living quarters because they weren't there that much at the time. Um, and then they were able to have the freedom that now, or they moved to a place, they moved from a place like New York city, which is ridiculously expensive to live to a place that that's less expensive to live. So their money went a longer way. So it, it's not always about, oh, I just, I got to just make more money. That's not always the solution, is it? Correct. So the way I define financial freedom is you have income from your passive income investments that cover your expenses so you don't have to work. So the example is, say your expenses are 5000 I'm using a number that makes the math easy. Mm-hmm. So if your expenses are $5,000 a month. That's right. $60,000 a year. You need $1 million, you're earning 6% to mm. become financially free. So right. it's you, you want to get, so you can have your expenses come down to a level or invest, investments go up. So either way it works to become financially free. Right, right, right. Okay, so we're almost at the end of the show. Um, so the, your upcoming book, it's called Infinite Love and Money. When is it going to come out? May 14th. May 14th. Wonderful. Wonderful. And and where will it be published? Where will people be able to find it? We'll get it. Um, it'll be published on Amazon. 
Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And and anything coming up uh, around the book or anything coming up in the meantime that you want to let our audience know about? Well, I actually, on Thursday night, March 18th, I'm starting my next three-month Money Miracles course, which has been just mind-blowing for me personally because this is the fifth time I'm doing it. And the people in the course have generated over $800,000, manifest over $800,000. So it's, wow. it's a pretty incredible course. And, and so where would they go to find out about oh, that? Yes. How, would they, so they and can, how would they get in touch with you and learn all this okay. good stuff? So, so it's on my website, salamore.com, S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com. It's named after my daughters, Lauren and Morgan. So salamore.com. And by the way, we're going to... So we talked a little bit about the money personality types. We want to give away a free book. We're going to raffle off a free book. Anybody who wants to know their, their money personality type, they can email me, joel at S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com. And we'll give them, we'll send you the survey so you can fill it out and figure out which money personality type you are, at least today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, how do you spell Salomor again? S-A. L-A-U-R-M-O-R. And everyone who does that will be entered into a raffle for a free book of infinitely, uh, infinite love and money. Got it. Wonderful. And, and for you, uh, Molly, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they find you? Oh, I find me on my website, mollysingh.com. That's M-O-L-L-I-E-S-I-N-G-H.com. All right. Wonderful. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate you both you. Uh, coming Thank on the you. show today. Again, the upcoming book, which will be out May 14th or 15th, you said? 14th. 14th. Infinite Love and Money, Joel Solomon, Molly Singh. Thank you so much for coming on and having this important conversation on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Great to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in this week and every week. You know, that without you, there's no show. I really appreciate you all tuning in. Um, let me know your questions. Um, next week, we have another wonderful guest. Who do I have next week? Let me just check real quick. Um, uh, uh, oh, Michael Gelb, a very successful business person. I'm looking forward to having him on the show next week. And... Hopefully, starting next week, as long as there's no technical difficulties, before my show, we're premiering a new show on the Talk Radio Network, the 6.30 call, oddly enough, happening at 11 a.m. on Thursdays, right before the Conscious Consultant Hour. Uh, And please stay tuned. Coming up next, immediately following my show, it's uh, Ken Foster and his show, uh, Voices of Courage, followed later this evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time with Graham Dobbin and his show, The Mind Behind Leadership. And of course, on Friday, we have... Have our whole big block of shows of uh, business related shows starting with philanthropy and focus at 10 a.m followed by always friday the entrepreneurial web and wise content creates wealth and then you'll have an amazing weekend digesting all of that all right thank you all for tuning in we will talk to you next week listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.